Hello, and welcome to Launch Legends, the only podcast focused exclusively on the stories behind internet marketing's biggest and best launches. Each week, we sit down with an online marketing expert to tell the story of one of their launches, what went well, what didn't, and how much cash they made. And now, your host, Hamad Akbar. Hello and welcome to another episode of Launch Legends. Today we're joined by Abby Devedi of Real Apps. Abby started in online marketing back in 2006 and quickly he was making six to $7,000 per month at the age of 14. Eventually he ventured into developing a suite of 10 different video apps resulting in 10 different launches. With each launch he brought in thousands of new customers. Abby goes into detail Having a mentor in early days helped him generate $100,000 just for this first launch. He talks about how he cross-promotes his apps with each launch to build his recurring customer base. So you do not want to miss this interview. But before, if you're listening to this on a podcast, please read, rate and leave a review. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button, leave a review and rate. Thank you. Hey, Abby, thank you for being on the show. So let's start with uh, you telling me how, you know, who you are and how you got into online marketing. Well, I'm the co-founder of uh, a startup called Relapse. We help digital marketers create videos easily for their marketing, for their ads and all that stuff. Um, I've been marketing online uh, since I was 14 years old. I'm 29 right now. Um, I started out as a freelancer for WordPress in Joomla uh, when I was like 13, 14 years old. I used to uh, freelance, create websites for other people. The first money I ever made online was like $600 freelancing for, uh, for somebody to build a video uh, streaming website for somebody. And, uh, you know, from there, 2004, 2005, I used to hang out a lot on the uh, Dishmark forums. Digital Point was one of these big forums. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, used to sell a lot of uh, PDFs or, uh, you know, hacks about making money online, all that stuff. I got into CPA in 2006, which was the main thing, the big thing that really got me into uh, selling because I was always a developer since mm-hmm. the beginning. But, you know, this whole, whole CPA thing got me thinking about marketing and selling and pitching, all that stuff. We used to, um, you know, send co- content lock offers. Uh, through Google Ads, and that was the hip new thing in 2016. Nobody was doing it, and uh, I think it was 15 or 16 around that time. I was doing six to seven thousand uh, dollars every two, three weeks, which was a lot of money for a uh, for a kid from a small town in India. And um, yeah, I had nothing to spend the money on. So literally, I was making and saving it. It was just fun for me back then. Um, fast forward 2008 was uh, when I created my first product because, you know, um, I used to talk with a lot of people on different forums and uh, this was when 2005 and 2008, this was when the, the whole big ClickBank launches were happening, mm-hmm. uh, the first million dollar launch and all that stuff. We used to have you know, a small group of uh, people we used to mastermind and talk about what's the future going to be for, you know, product creation. Uh, where's the market heading? Is it all about software products? It's all about desktop software. Is it about SaaS? Is it about you know mm-hmm. uh, e-learning of courses and all that stuff? So I remember uh, in our mastermind there was this guy Darren Rati, who's a good friend of mine now. He was like, you know, I'll be the future for the next five years is going to be you know software, web-based software, WordPress plugins, and all 
all that stuff, which got me thinking, how about I create a WordPress plugin mm -hmm. that solves a major problem? Mm -hmm. And so I brainstormed uh, the idea for a couple of months thinking like, what's that main problem that most newbies or people starting out creating content and everything have? And it was monetizing their blog because everybody was all about creating content. They would write blog posts. They mm -hmm. would, you know, write articles, uh, publish it on Easy and publish it on their blogs and all that, but they had no idea how to monetize it. Mm -hmm. So we created a plugin. It was our first product, uh, which would help you monetize your WordPress blog using Amazon app. Mm -hmm. um, you just install the plugin, plugin, you know, reads through your article, picks out the uh, key phrases that are important and shows displays as related mm -hmm. to the blog post. So we launched that uh, with a partner. That was the first launch I ever did. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think, I think uh, we launched it as a foreign special offer back then and we did about 2000 sales in the first uh, first week i don't exactly remember um how much revenue we did or what kind of funnel we had we did definitely had uh, three upgrades in the funnel the first one was definitely the pro version where you get more features you yeah. could install it on more blogs uh, the other one was where you could sell the plugin uh get paid to install a plugin on your client's blog and all that stuff but I think I think we did about 100k or a little bit less than 100k uh, during a special offer for the first week, and uh, that that was I would say that would be the the entry into product creation. And at at that point, I was like, no. so when you just gonna when you did the first launch, um, you said you did it with a partner. Now, who was that partner? Was he like a mentor or just a friend of yours? Yeah, I would say he's he's a good friend of me, mine right now. He's I consider him a mentor because you know the thing about you know breaking into a new market, something that you haven't done is either you could go out there, um, purchase blogs and read blogs or purchase courses and learn on your own, or you could just team up with somebody who's been doing it and just you know learn from them. So that's that's what my plan was. Um, Martin Crumlish was the guy who was doing, you know, amazing launches, amazing foreign special launches back in the day. Mm -hmm. So I reached out to Martin and told him, listen, I've got this great product and, you know, I would love to have it launched with you. And we did a partnership, uh, you know, he did the entire marketing plan, did the sales copy, sales video, the funnel design, you know, everything in between. But it was a great learning experience for me. I've, I knew, you know, I understood how launches work. I understood how to position your sales copy, what a sales hook was, what the angle was, how to create a proper funnel, how to understand um, what customers really need, how to make sure we deliver proper customer support uh, during the launch and after the launch and make sure the product uh, has a different iteration after a couple of months and all that stuff. So. Yeah, I do consider him as my main mentor. I pretty much learned the ropes from him. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we went on to do three different versions of the same plugin uh, over the course of three years. So definitely learned a lot, I know, from Martin. So, But he's such a humble guy, you know? He just he never says, like, you know, we just hang out as normal friends now. Like, I consider them as a mentor. For him, it's just like no big deal. It's just a simple partnership that made us both money. So that's quite amazing because I've been speaking to a lot of people and uh, again, I, I keep saying that to other people as well. One one trend I keep seeing um, where people who actually did successful first launches versus the people who really had to struggle 
in the first couple of movies is that the people who were successful had a mentor. And that's one key thing I, I keep seeing in all the successful first launches. Uh, so that, that's really good. So let's talk about the actual launch. Um, how did you structure it? How, uh, what was the, well, you talked about the offer, but did you do an internal launch first and then you went out and showed it to a bunch of affiliates and said, look, hey, you know, we've got this crazy offer and it's going to do really well, or you just went straight into a JV launch? Um, so when we when I built the product first, I sold it internally to my list, but the sales copy was crappy. There was literally nothing on the page except the demo video and just like, hey, buy this product. But when when, when I launched it internally, I had about 5,000 people on my list. Um, most of them were like freebie seekers and a couple of other buyers, and we did about like 50 sales, which gave me the impression that this is something that's in demand. Mm -hmm. So that kind of gave me a go through a green light to go forward and start approaching, you know, people who I get, who I could, you know, partner with and scale this. Mm -hmm. And uh, once we, I teamed up with Martin, um, he did the copy, he did the funnel. And, uh, you know, once we had the demo video ready, we had a partner's page ready, a JV page ready. We started approaching uh, people who, who had, you know, user base or customer base or, you know, an email list around WordPress plugin and WordPress users. Mm -hmm. uh, so giving them free access, you know, here's a sample blog, here's something you can log in and check into yourself. If you don't want to deal with logging and, you know, testing yourself. Mm -hmm. Or if you want to do it, we will just give a free copy to them and try to get them on board. Mm -hmm. uh, to launch, we threw in about $5,000 in uh, JV prices back in 2000, I think, 10 when we launched it. So, yeah, I mean, those couple of things, uh, factors, helped us get more people on board to launch. And uh, the moment we opened the gate, opened the card at 11 a.m. Eastern uh, that day, we had, I think, uh, 100, 150 sales coming in the first 20 minutes. Because, mm -hmm. uh, again, the product generally solved a real problem in the market. There were affiliates who were willing to promote because they saw the potential in it and there was price money. They were getting 50% commission out of the whole funnel, which was about like $50, $60 um, you know, across the funnel on average. So yeah, and we were able to attract not only customers, but affiliate. But when I talk about the, the main launch, the launch that we did with Martin, our primary focus, right before the launch was to attract as many affiliates as we can because we knew the product will sell the only thing we need to do here is just to get more people more mm -hmm. traffic in you know either by affiliate or by ads and affiliates was the number one priority for us mm -hmm. great so so your first launch went quite well let's talk about one of your recent launches i know you've done really well with your labs so let's talk about one of your recent big launches and i would like to see how you do things differently to how you did things back in uh, 2010. So the thing I would say we're doing differently now is we're focusing on a brand because one thing you have to understand that most people don't really think about is building a brand. They would when they're creating you know, products for launches or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. um, it's about Facebook and then it's suddenly about funnels and then it's suddenly about, you know, blogging. It's like you're master of all three different things. You know, you have to focus on one single niche, try mm -hmm. and find multiple problems that you can solve either by a single product or you know, by creating multiple 
products. And that's what we did. We figured, we knew that, you know, I was good at videos. I wanted to make videos easy for everybody else. And that's what we focused on with Relapse. We wanted to take video marketing and make it, you know, easy for anybody to create videos or transcribe or translate or share, or whatever. So it was, I think it was 2013 when we started working on the the idea about apps and had like 10 different products mapped out, mm -hmm. each solving a different problem. We launched the first version, uh, first part of the Relapse, first product in the Relapse brand in 2017. Mm -hmm. So far, I think we have done 10 launches mm -hmm. since 2017, uh, all different you know, Relapse for video reel or thumb reel or live reel, all sorts. The latest one that we did was thumbnail that helps you create uh, thumbnails for your videos based on uh, thumbnail templates uh, that are used by other video marketers. Mm -hmm. um, the thing that we do different um, in in these recent launches, things that have helped us scale more and uh, also help us make money even after the launches, help us build a recurring uh, income from mm -hmm. these launches, is the, the way we uh, build a product and the, the way we uh, build a funnel. Most of the launches that we do always have a recurring product in the funnel. So, you know, when we launched uh, Thumbreel, they, they had a temp. The, the, the product was all about, you know, designing thumbnails and we were giving them ten ready-made templates. So the first upsell was to join a template swap where, you know, we'll give you five or six new fresh templates so you can stand out from everybody else. Mm -hmm. And it's just going to cost you, you know, $47 or $97 a year, $47 monthly. So we're trying to push them into buying a monthly or an annual subscription for that. Yeah. Same thing we did in 2017 with Video Reel. Video Reel was a product that created um, uh, video ads, short video ads, and we were giving them, you know, 100 templates from the front end for $39. But we said for $67 a month, we're going to give you, you know, uh, 50 new templates every single month. So, you know, number one, you're over delivering on the price point, And number two, you're adding, a, you know, a recurring element. This is something that we have kept consistent in all the products, no matter what product it be. We have always tried to, uh, number one, over-deliver on whatever upgrade or upsell we're offering and try to build a monthly or uh, annual income on this. The other thing that we do, um, not during the launch, it's not part of the launch, but something that we do uh, to add more revenue going forward from the, from the same existing user is to add micro-upsells inside the product or as I call it, gamifications. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, most of our products helps create videos of some sort, right? Yeah. So we upsell them a $5 per month uh, upgrade where they can, uh, you know, get access to 50 different text-to-speech voices in English or you know, different language and different accents so they mm -hmm. don't have to do voiceovers then yeah. because most people just are camera shy or they don't want to speak or they don't speak the same language. So, you know, we, we offer those upsells for $5. And the reason we do it for $5 is just for the fact that it's such a small amount mm -hmm. that most people are just happy paying every month. And when you look at the volume, since we are B2C to consumers, you get five or 6,000 people in a span of three years paying you $5 a month mm -hmm. with a turnout rate of 10, 20% because it's such a small amount. The numbers add up. So yeah, I'm an uh, over-delivering, adding a recurring element to your funnel. And of course, 
focusing more on uh, how well the product delivers for your affiliates because at the, end, at the end of the day, when you do launch, affiliates are primary source of traffic and you want them to make money. You want them to make a lot of money in the beginning, of course, because you, know, you will want them to promote your next future product as well. So I would imagine your launch kind of looks like where you have a great front-end offer for your affiliates, so they are motivated to sell, and then you get a bunch of new customers come in, and then your next goal is to make sure that a bunch of those customers turn into recurring customers. So let's talk about, say, a recent launch where you had X amount of people come in, and then how many of those did you manage to convert into recurring revenue customers? So I don't have the stats for the, the recent launch, Tamri, because that was just last month. We haven't started pitching them. Uh, but our second last launch from June last year uh, called Wire really used to create meme and funding videos for the social media, Instagram and TikTok. We upsell, upsell them uh, a $5 monthly recurring for text-to-speech. And... Uh, when we launched it, we had about 2,000 people on the front end, so 2,000 active users who joined in. About 1,200 of them are active users. Eight of them, 800 of them don't really log in or use. Um, but about 60% uh, of them upgraded to the, uh, the the $5 thing. So, you know, about 750 or 760 some. Wow. Yeah. That's a huge number. So 60% of those 1,200 yeah. active users. Okay. Got it. Okay. Yeah, about 760 or something bought the $5 upgrade. And then, of course, there's a turnaround rate where about 10, 20, 15% people keep canceling every month. But since we're bringing in new people, new leads, um, new subscribers on the front end, so you know, we try and balance it out the turn rate versus the new sales that we get in. Got it. So I think the key difference I'm seeing in your launches uh, from now compared to how you did it first time is that you try to convert a lot of your customers into monthly customers where they pay every month. Even if it's a very small amount, it's recurring revenue that's coming in every month. So you know uh, you don't have to aggressively do launches that income is coming in. So if you were starting out right now, that's the key difference. I'm sure you would do that. But so for example, whoever is listening to this and uh, they're just starting out, what advice would you give them? How would you do things differently? The most, the most important thing about creating a product is to genuinely go out there and figure out a problem that exists, not try to create a problem on your end and build a solution on it. What I would do is I would really research hard and try and find a problem that I can solve and try and over-deliver on it because that is the key to making sure your product is, is used by more people. I mean... You know, at the end of the day, it's easy to sell something, but it's difficult to keep your, you know, customers engaged, mm -hmm. keep them uh, using your product. And if they're not using it every day, they're never going to upgrade, they're never going to pay a monthly fee or an annual fee because, mm -hmm. you know, they just paid it and they're not using it. So, you know, if, if you want that, you have to really go out there, uh, do some groundwork, understand the problem out there and try and build a solution to a genuine problem for a master's. And you know, once you once you do that, uh, pretty much everything else from there is piece of cake. You know, you don't have to work on extremely persuasive sales copy or you know flashy sales videos or you know 
spending thousands in affiliate prices and whatnot. As long as you have great product mm-hmm. that solves a general product uh, problem, and I'm not just saying you know you create any product and make it works great and it does what it's supposed to do great, but it also needs to solve that genuine problem. You know, mm-hmm. as long as you can create something like that, you know, you will always have uh, a stable user base, customer base who would always be buying and paying for upgrades, that stuff. So yeah, that would be my main goal if I were to start, you know, from scratch again. That's a great advice because, uh, and I've made the same mistake and many people I keep seeing, they make the same mistake where they create the product, but there's no market for it. And they keep building <laughs> the product and then they realize, oh, you can't sell it. So that's a great advice. So imagine someone's done this, he's listened to you and he's uh, found a great problem. He's uh, solved the problem. What's the next step? How does he find partners to promote the product? And again, you had a mental oh, and so, yeah. What's your advice there to find a great mentor and someone who can show you the ropes? Well, just do what I did. I went to the forum and looked up for some folks and made a list of people who were doing really well. Mm-hmm. And then I started called reaching out to everyone I'm saying. Whoever got back to me, whoever I was able to crack a deal with, partner with them. So, you know, if, if you're new into the market, you've never launched a product or it kind of goes out for pretty much every kind of business. Just find the, the top three in the market and to them. Give them something they cannot refuse, you know. When I reached out to Martin, I told him, like, it's it's my product. I created a product, but I'm happy to rebrand it. I'm happy to do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I just want you to launch it, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, when you when you reach out to potential partners don't don't email them saying you know you have to sign an NDA before I show you a demo or you know uh, I want 80% of the sales and you keep 20% um, don't do that it's, it's your foot in the door um, always be open to give as much as you can because you know the more you get the more you get so you know find the top people in the market reach out to them get more than you take and you know you, you, you'll get their foot in the door you'll get started and that's where you learn, you know, you, you learn whatever they're doing. Watch and learn, watch and learn. That's the trick. Great. Abby, thank you very much. That was great advice. And uh, thank you for being on the show. And I uh, hope to see you again. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That's it for this episode of Launch Legends. If you enjoyed listening and would like us to find and share more online marketing launch stories, please search for Launch Legends and your favorite podcast listening app, and then subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time.